And now, on with the show. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Weekend Watch. Uh, you know, it's the show where there we have here on Green Mushroom Media, where we talk about movies, we talk about TV shows, and anything else you can stream on your favorite streaming service. This weekend, uh, I, Spencer, am sitting here with Jonathan. Hey, everyone. And David. Hello. Have you stopped coughing? Um, do you hear coughs right now? No, but you muted yourself, so... Yeah. Maybe you're coughing and then mute. Maybe you mute, cough, unmute, talk, mute, coughs, coughs some more. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes I do that. It's called professionalism, Spencer. Try it out sometime. I will. Now I see you on the... I don't want to, though. Like, ask Jonathan. I'm not a big fan of that. What? I'm not a big fan of professionalism. Oh. And I, as my employer, he should know. <laughs> I think we lost him. Did we lose him? I like how we start recording and then we get all the all the technical issues. Oh, is that what's happening? I was like, I'm the only one here that's smoking this morning so why is everyone else brain farting so hard i'm not brain farting my, my shit's working properly i just can't you hear were staring at the camera in the exact same way i was and he was but now i know that he was frozen i was not frozen i was just being incredibly still well <laughs> like like drax but yeah you I couldn't you. see me i was so still you couldn't see me well all right well yeah uh all right, you know what? That's enough of all of that. Uh, it's anti-hero week here on Green Mushroom Media's Weekend Watch. So uh, we're talking about our, our favorite uh, heroes with flaws, etc. cetera. Uh, all right, so why don't we jump in? We got uh, we got some stuff to talk about. David, so let's not throw around the words favorite willy-nilly because this was like my 10th choice <laughs> because nothing else was streaming. So Yeah, all right, fair enough. I mean, some great stuff to watch, though. Things Still are, great stuff yeah, to watch. Things that are enjoyable. Well, when we but, get to yours, I'm going to ask you what your first nine choices were. Oh, I'll, I'll have some. But we're not at you yet. So, David, Fine. why don't you kick us off? Yeah, kick off Antihero Week. All right. Um, well, I wanted to go with uh, Logan, because I haven't seen this movie since I watched it in theaters. And this is probably one of the best movies of the the x-men franchise is this part of the x-men franchise or is this technically part of this is an mcu is it no no this was the this was one of the final ones of the x-men universe 20th century Not Fox, the final one, but pretty close yeah okay so i i would say this is the best movie of the x-men franchise yeah it's kind of hard to argue with that because <laughs> it's really fucking good um uh, in the near future, a weary Logan cares for an ailing Professor X at a remote outpost on the Mexican border. His plan to hide from the outside world gets upended when he meets a young mutant who is very much like him. Logan must now protect the girl and battle the dark forces that want to capture her. Um, so Logan's, it's 2029. No mutants have been born for like 25 years. Um, the mutants that are still alive are being um, actively hunted at this point. Um, and Logan's healing factor is, isn't quite uh, working the way it used to. Um, so old man Logan is actually feeling old man. Um, he and Caliban are caring for Professor X, uh, when, who is 
really shitty. <laughs> <laughs> um, when this girl falls into his lap and he comes to the conclusion that this is that he has to help her get to this refuge on the American Canadian border. And uh, this, it, the whole movie is it's heart wrenching at the end. Um, it's, it's fucking engaging as fuck. Wh- who's the guy that they got to play? Um, dang it. Donald Pierce, Boyd Holbrook, Boyd, Boyd Holbrook. Of, yeah. Uh, of <laughs> Yellowstone in, fame, I believe. Wasn't he in something that we, he was in, um, Oh wait, no, he's not in Yellowstone. That BJ Novak movie, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's also in Gone Girl. Yeah, he's in Gone Girl too. Yeah, Gone Girl, Vengeance. Uh, he really looks a lot like the guy in Yellowstone. He looks like the guy who plays Casey. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that guy. He looks like yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also anyway. in uh, Narcos, the the Netflix series about uh, Escobar. Yes. Well, anyway, Logan, what you guys? Would it- uh, I mean, you're right. It is hands down the best movie of the X-Men universe from Fox. Um, there were some other good ones. There were a lot of shit ones in that, in that franchise. So it's, but, but I mean, Logan stands on its own. I think they oh, made yeah. a really good decision. This was the first superhero movie that was rated R. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, they, it's- they put it to good use. It's real bloody. That's why, that's why Wolverine origins fucking failed is we, Logan is a violent dude. He solves his problems with the knives that fucking jut out of his hands. Like this dude's not a talker. He is trained and bred to fucking fight. And anytime that you don't fully capitalize on that, you are not fully expressing the character Wolverine. Even in his old age, when he might have calmed down a little bit, which they, I feel like they did a pretty good job of expressing in this movie. He's still a, a fucking fuck around and find out kind of dude. Yeah, most definitely. Um, shit, I lost my train of thought. It, um, uh, let's not forget that the Origins movie also fucked up in many other ways. All, all, just everywhere. Like could. introducing a Deadpool that doesn't talk. Yeah, is that a pile of poop there? Let's step in it. Look, another one. It's <laughs> it's just over and over. That movie is an abortion. Yeah, yeah, it's awful. Um, I, I don't know this one. Yeah, it it's 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 phenomenal. Um, I think this movie would appeal to people who aren't even into superhero movies. Yeah, because it's like a it's it's not exactly a father daughter like bonding in a way it is but he's he's so alien to that concept too um that he has a hard time being like a good dad um his his idea of good fathership is killing everybody along the path to uh and to this refuge that he's taking her to sounds like a pretty good dad to me yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I think it's great. Jonathan, what about you? Um, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I'm not a huge Marvel person, but it's easily, I think it's probably the best Marvel movie, even though it's not in like the MCU. Um, well, I don't Hmm. No, (laughs) that's, that's, I don't know. I got to think on it. I know that's, I'm I'm sure it's not a, like a super popular opinion. I I just don't care for like most of the 90% of the MCU movies. So, or I, I just don't care about them is probably a better way to put them. They're all basically the same to me. So Logan at least stands out and is different and is well-made and 
uh, entertaining and does something different. Whereas all of the, most of the MCU movies all do the same thing. They just, they do it well, but it's the same thing. Yeah. They do tend to get pretty formulaic and, and pretty safe. Yeah. Like they, they know what like, works for the largest risk. number of people. Huge yeah. risk. It just happened to pay off. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do wish we could see more creativity in the MCU than we do. Like Guardians and, and the more, more recent Thor movies was notwithstanding, but um, e- even uh, the new Thor, Love and Thunder, was kind of a step back. That's what I heard. I haven't watched it yet, but I've, I've heard that it's not what, it, that it was a little disappointing. It's only disappointing because Ragnarok was so good. Well, and yeah. I think once you have like, when you have a director coming back, then you end up with that in a lot of ways with the same type of thing. And I like Taika, but I think a lot of his movies have the same feeling. And so if you just do the same thing over again, it's going to end up getting like all the other ones. It wasn't like, even that. It felt like a step back toward the MCU formula. Right. They didn't let him experiment enough. Right. And right. It, it, like I said, it's not bad. If if Ragnarok hadn't existed, then Blood and Thunder would be the best I, movie. praising it just as much as yeah. we all praised Ragnarok. Sure. But yeah, it just wasn't quite it wasn't quite to the level I was expecting from Taika. Uh but we're getting off track here. This is anti hero week, right? Uh, I mean, so check, out, uh, off track? check out Logan. Yeah, Spencer. Remind me yeah. to bring up uh, Alan Moore's position on superhero movies in the news oh, section oh, later. Oh, fun. He, we'll, uh, Alan Moore, king of the hot takes. Because um, you're right, we are getting off track, but this is relevant to superhero movies in general and our conversation here. So we'll, we'll, we'll revisit. Sounds good. We got, there's always superhero news every week, so yeah. I'm sure we can get into it. Um, let's move on to another anti-hero recommendation because you got to go watch Logan first on Disney+. Plus. Uh, my recommendation, however, this week is HBO's The Wire. Uh, the Wire looks at the narcotics scene in Baltimore through the eyes of law enforcers as well as the drug dealers and users. Uh, other facets of the city that are explored in the series are the government and bureaucracy, schools, and the news media. Uh, the show was created by former police reporter David Simon, who also wrote many of the episodes. Um, this is, in my opinion, one of the most anti-hero shows ever made although hbo is good at making a bunch of them um everyone is is incredibly flawed regardless of their motivations uh and like i I swear we were going through this when i made the pick uh i feel like damn near everyone in this show could easily be identified as an anti-hero yeah i don't think there's a single good person in this show really yeah there's no clear clear good people uh that i can think of uh you know especially within the main characters um, cause you've got the cops who are, who are all extremely flawed. It's, it's refreshing to see an inter a, a representation of law enforcement. That's not, you know, law and order or, you know, anything like that. Um, and then you also have the, the perspective of, of the drug dealers of the lower class people living in, you know, the, the ghetto of Baltimore, um, you know, not everything that goes along with it. And yeah, it's just, it's fantastic. It's a great show. David, did you finally get to watch some of this? I know before you said you weren't gonna. <laughs> yeah, I've never watched The Wire. I watched the first two episodes um, so far. And, and I do plan on watching more because it's good. It it feels very 
police procedural in in these first two episodes, but I I know that it doesn't stay like that. It this this show's got a, a history to it. This this is one of the big shows. You know, everyone was watching The Wire when it came out. Well, and it is it is nice that it kind of works the same way every season, but it is always also like more of an anthology, I guess. Than like it's an anthology with all the same characters because each season focuses on like a different aspect, more or less, oh. which is nice. Okay. Yeah, like the first season is about like well, like the drug like drug dealing and and um you know the fight against that and the futility of it and you know everything like that. You get to the second season and you're looking at blue collar white neighborhoods and the corruption that they deal with in Baltimore and then third season's what more drugs season four focuses on schools season five yeah. so focuses on the news the newspaper yeah it's all the same yeah, characters really good it's all the, yeah it follows all the same characters but you're looking at more or less but you're looking at it from like different like you'll see the same characters show up in all five or the ones that are alive show up in all five seasons um but each season has a different main focus so like the se- second season focuses on like the shipping and like um the, the stevedores and all that kind of stuff so all the dock workers unions and that sort of thing um i think season 3 like you said spencer goes back to the drug stuff but i think that isn't that the political season where like clay comes in heavy yeah it's definitely more political yeah so it, it keeps it the same but also keeps it kind of fresh each each season which is nice. Yeah, they, they did a really good job weaving these this these changes in the overarching story of the season with the characters that already exist already exist. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely worth watching. Uh, the guy David Simon pulls no punches. Uh, you know, really showing corruption and how it exists on both sides. You know, law enforcement and 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 the criminal aspect to it. Uh, how they intertwine the, the the corruption in politics, the the um, you know forgetting about inner city schools. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, overall, it's just a fantastic show. He actually just came out with a new show um, called We Own This City with um, oh what was that guy? That guy Jonathan? Oh boy, <laughs> we uh, all know his name. He's in everything well, now. Well, no, the problem is I don't want to say the wrong one and then come off. Uh, oh, you mean John Bernthal? Yeah, John, John. Yeah, Bernthal. <laughs> Thank you. Do you think I was gonna make you racist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about. I, I thought you were talking about the the black guy that's in it, Jamie Hector. Yeah, who was also in The Wire. Yeah. No, I was not. Uh, well, no, I was talking no, about no. John Bernthal, but it, it's another different <laughs> look at um, at corruption in the Baltimore police, and it was fucking fantastic on HBO. I think it was a miniseries also worth checking yeah. out i think it's like six or eight episodes but no because because jamie hector also in a lot of stuff you just see him show up and it's like oh it's that guy but that no guy you're a liar no you're talking about john bernthal who is also in literally everything now yeah exactly uh check it out it's the wire uh, like i said i don't think you'll find a much better uh anti-hero representation uh of of people on both sides of 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 the war on drugs jonathan bring us home what's your anti-hero pick uh, I went with the, I, he's, he's not the first one that comes to mind, but I think w- when it comes to like the original uh, propaganda anti-hero, uh, I went with Dirty Harry. Um, propaganda. <laughs> I mean, come on, come on. That's, yeah, yeah that's absolutely yeah. what this is. I mean, we got five movies of him blowing people away uh, and saying cool shit. 
So uh, in the first one, though, which is not my favorite, but it is I, f- I figured I couldn't pick a random one out of the series. Um, so in the first one, cop Harry Callahan, played by Clint Eastwood, attempts to track down a psychopathic rooftop killer before a kidnapped girl dies. When he's fa- when he is found, Harry abuses the murderer's civil rights, putting him back on the streets. Once he's released, he hijacks a school bus and Harry must go after him again. The only way to stop this vicious killer is in cold blood. So, I mean, everybody has, everybody is familiar, I think, with the Dirty Harry character and his giant guns and one-liners. Um, but it's, I mean, I, I like the first one a lot. It's a pretty straightforward 70s action movie um, with, that, that, that is, I mean, it's essentially Dirty Harry hunting the Zodiac, um, more or less. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. What about you guys? So Zodiac is just like a reinterpretation of Dirty Harry. Yeah, the movie, yeah. The movie Why not? Zodiac. Sure. Yes. Yeah. With <laughs> with Ruffalo as as Clint Eastwood. Sure. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah. Uh, it actually didn't actually have anything to do with that serial killer in San Francisco. It was just a a remake of Dirty Harry. Uh, Fincher has long talked about his love of of Dirty Harry, and so complete coincidence. <laughs> Uh, you know what's funny? I've never seen any of the other ones in the series. I didn't even know there were other dirty. There are five of them. Five. There are five of them. Eastwood. Uh, they are all Clint Eastwood. Uh, he is. Yeah, he's in all of them. Um, he is. So the they all are some level of um. They they're all propaganda in some way or another but i think in the so in like the first one obviously he's chasing zodiac in the second one there's a group of cops who are um executing criminals who manage to avoid prosecution or get like get out of their charges uh in the third in the third one fighting them yeah so he's going after the vigilante cops but he was a vigilante cop that doesn't make Uh, any uh, fucking sense uh, no see here's the thing he wasn't. These are guys who are executing people after their trial, so it's different. Oh, right. You do it before, and you're exactly, you just, you just exactly, exactly the judge, uh-huh. jury, and executioner. Right. Uh, but and if then you do it after, then that's that's a breach of the system. In the third Stupid. one, in the third one, he gets a um, he gets a lady cop partner played by either Cagney or Lacey. I don't know which one. Um, and they're going after like a terrorist ring, kind of like the Weather Underground. And then in the fourth one, he's sent up to um, sent to like a small town to investigate a murder who then leads him to a rape case who is killing. She's like killing people who attacked her, who raped her catatonic sister or something like that. And then. In the fourth one, which also has Jim Carrey, um, he is there's there's this there's a game called the Deadpool where people bet on which celebrities are going to die next, and somebody starts bumping off people on that list, and so he has to figure out who that is. Oh well, that's so. fucking easy. It's whoever. Oh god. Oh, <laughs> this is stupid. Uh, oh man, I think it's funny. Um, I love the how it's propaganda and uh, you know the fascist undertones of Dirty Harry, but um, it's still funny because 
the anti-hero aspect is the fact that he is this vigilante essentially or going outside the system right and he's all there's that but he's also like super racist he right, does right. he's sexist he's racist he he goes outside the system and gets they call him dirty harry because he does whatever the hell, he does things the way he wants to do them dirty cop yeah yeah uh, it's he just funny that they, that they they make him this anti-hero, but then play it off like he's just a straight-up hero. Well, yeah, because he gets results, right? And that's funny to me. Like he was the I don't like the way you do it, but goddamn it, do you get results, cop? Before, <laughs> <laughs> like before, before all the departments went woke. Exactly. Uh, See, yeah. I miss I miss the early seventies when uh, when a cop could uh, s- could slap his partner on the ass and then go out and shoot a minority. Now you can't yep. do that. I mean, you can uh, actually. I was actually, say, you can. So they they still modern do. modern cops are all <laughs> definitely woke pussies. You do have to. Although <laughs> I will I will say you got to give him a little bit of credit for this first one, and I only say that because he violates the guy's civil rights and then is actually held accountable for it. <laughs> and the guy goes free. We're going to forget about the second half of the movie where he goes, where he goes and then like chases after the guy because he kidnapped <laughs> us full, full of school children. But there are consequences to him violating the dude's civil rights, which I mean, does not happen anymore in the interim. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> um, all right. So that is your anti-hero pick. Uh, what were the ones you wanted to pick that, that you could not find streaming? So it was either that I couldn't find them streaming or y'all had already done them because um, I pay a lot of attention to your show. And like, so I was really sure every episode. Yeah. So you guys already picked like, uh, bless you. I think you guys already picked um, social network and um, you hadn't done you. I, so you already picked social network. I already picked Goodfellas. I think <laughs> last yeah. time I was one of the early times I was on and then um Romper Stomper is not streaming anywhere. Um, Dark Man is not streaming anywhere. Uh, Escape from New York is not streaming anywhere. Um, I've looked oh, for Dark Man a few times. I, yeah, so have I. Um, Blitz- is also a fucking fantastic antihero. Uh huh. I think David but, Escape from New York back when it was streaming. But oh, there's still Escape from LA, bro. One is actually streaming, but that movie is garbage. Um, and then shut your mouth. It's got two of them. Disinvited from the show from here on out. If you try that to all I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, Escape from LA is a gem. That movie is trash, Spencer. He you has know it's a basketball for his life. You, <laughs> I don't say I don't like it. It's trash, okay? <laughs> anyway, uh, Boogie Nights is not streaming yep. for some reason. Um, let's see. Uh, the King of Comedy, I don't believe, is streaming anywhere, or at least wasn't when I looked. You know, we have a list that's control effable. It's it's so effable. At least something on this podcast is effable, David. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that wraps up our anti-hero week. Did you guys stop changing things? Man, I went to threeguysoneup.com, and it is not what it was anymore. That's because we don't have that name anymore. Exactly. Stop changing names. You're losing all your listeners. No, we're not. <laughs> what listeners? Me? Oh, fair enough. I haven't ch- I haven't s- listened since you changed to GMM because every time I search GMM, I get the the super popular GMM that everybody knows about that has like a billion streams on YouTube. Good morning, Murica. No, good mythical morning. <laughs> well, it's not GMM. It's Green Mushroom Media. Plus, yeah. don't search that. It's the show names and the RSS feeds are the exact same. 
Those never changed. You think I? You think I have an RSS feed set up for this? No, your podcast app pulls from the RSS feed. This is great content, by the way. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Antihero Week is done. Let's get into some news. Um, da, 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 da. Let's talk about the first look. We received a first look at Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. I did not realize we were getting a new Planet of the Apes movie. Uh, it is a fourth installment in the uh, James Franco trilogy. Uh, that's how I'm referring to it, because he was in the first one. Um, yeah, didn't realize we were getting one. Pretty stoked for this. Uh, it's just a poster, or a, an image, I guess, of of an ape riding a horse in a overgrown, lush city, like old cityscape. It looks pretty dope. I'm pretty excited for this. I really loved the first three um i'm hoping that they make this into a continuing trilogy and it's not just a fourth movie and then we're done is this oh no they're they're go so they're getting a completely new director um which is i don't know anything about this director let's or do i um it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting he did three maze runner movies i mean those movies weren't bad because of the direction i mean he's competent but like I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm just like Matt Reeves really did a, I mean, you can, he can direct action, right? I mean, right. Cloverfield. Um, I don't know if you ever saw let me in, which is not really an action movie, but it still has like, like he's a, he's more than competent. Uh, I, I don't I mean, know. The Bat- hmm? Batman. Well, yeah, yes. So, I mean, he's more than competent. I don't I'm, I'm skeptical about the new guy. Since it's but. not Reeves anymore. Yeah, I would like it to be Reeves, but, you know. I mean, sure. Um, as long as they, I hope they bring Andy Serkis back. It says it's supposed to take place many years after War of the Planet of the Apes. Did Caesar die at the end of that one? I can't remember. I haven't seen it in quite a long time. But as of now, Circus isn't attached. But uh, I think Caesar did die at the end of War of the Planet of the Apes. So that's a bummer. But uh, I'm interested to see where they go with the story because we, at some point, we have to get to uh, "Damn You, Dirty Apes" era. Well, and I don't, I don't remember the first three well enough. I need to rewatch them. Um, but I, I mean, I re- aren't we getting close? We gotta be right. They're gonna have to get to it at some point, theoretically. Uh, so that's happening. Pretty stoked for that um let's see here let's move on what next uh okay so we, we were just talking about this there was a story that came out about how bruce willis became the first celebrity to sell rights to his face to a deep fake company uh i can't remember if we talked about it on the last episode uh because I mean, we did have we took we had a week off because of scheduling and and stuff so we're back to it can't remember if we talked about this regardless of whether or not we talked about it news came out afterward that it's not true um he did that, bruce willis denies it his agent denies it his publicist is denying it so uh, just saying it's fake fake news well he's saying that he did let this company use his face but just the one time it wasn't a situation where he was like selling the rights to his face that like in perpetuity right yeah that was the fake news portion i see okay well good i'm glad we cleared that up because that would have been weird uh although i'm sure it's not going to be I'm sure it will happen at some point in the future. Yeah, somebody's got the idea for it now. Yeah, it'll definitely happen uh, going forward. But for now, uh, it's not. It's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that affects like royalties, how that affects uh, like screen credits and stuff like that. Um, 
because there's huge implications with that for contracts, for syndication, for yeah, um, royalties and stuff like that. That's it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, how technology like that shakes up the industry, or or won't, or they'll just people will get shafted and all the money will go elsewhere because it's not in a contract. I, we'll see. We got to. We really got to follow this news because I am. I'm curious. I. I. My guess is, um, corporations are going to corporate and they're going to do their best to screw everybody they can out of all the money that they can. And that's what I mean. They're still trying to resolve issues like that for streaming services. How like streaming services weren't a thing when a lot of contracts were written, and you know, same with mute like streaming music, like how royalties for certain stuff are simply not being paid because there's, they don't have to because the contract yeah. had no stipulation for it. Um, so we're still trying to fucking wrap our head around fixing stuff like that. That's been an issue now for 15 years or more. Um, now we're going to throw a whole new wrench into the system. Well, when you have aging boomers as the entire in, in control of the entire executive, like arching system or for everything, uh, their brains move slower. They don't know how to, how to adapt, how to tuck and roll with technology. How You're really trying to alienate all of the listenership today, huh? Yeah, fuck boomers. <laughs> all right, David, let's get into some Marvel news here. Uh, I'm going to bring this one up. Armor Wars, which was supposed to be a TV series uh, starring Don Cheadle for Disney+, Plus, it's a movie as now. Iron Patriot, has, is being turned into a movie. I'm curious if this is going to be turned into a theatrical movie or if it's going to be a Disney Plus movie. Like, how are they doing that? That's going to be interesting to see. Uh, but it is part of a larger shakeup of stuff getting uh, delayed, getting postponed. The Blade movie has been indefinitely uh, delayed for now while they find a new director and rework the script a whole bunch. Um, what else was there? Jonathan, you had a list of, of movies that were getting delayed some at least some like fantastic um, most yeah most marvel movies are getting delayed at this point um so they delayed fantastic four they delayed the next avengers i believe um let's see so they delayed deadpool 3 fantastic four an untitled marvel film that was supposed to come out early 25 and is now pushed to the end uh avengers secret wars is now been pushed to 26 Another untitled that was set for May of 26 has just been removed. Um, so, and I, I'm sure you guys talked, to, I know you guys talked about what those were supposed to be because I actually, I actually did listen to that episode. I think um, you were here for that episode. You just kind of figured this out while we, while we rambled on. That, oh yeah, I actually, hey, there you go. I was here for it. So I did listen to it. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, it's one of those that you talked about, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, they they pushed basically the blade thing pushed everything else back. I see. Did they say how long each like is it like six months everything's getting delayed? Um, basically, or? yeah. So Deadpool moved only a month. Fantastic Four moved three months. The untitled one moved eight months. Uh Avengers is six months. Then the other Marvel's just off completely, so who knows? Sure, it'll be on the calendar again eventually. Yeah, probably. I mean, if it was May of 26, yeah, probably like early 27, which is insane that we're talking five years out. Yeah, right. Uh, but with that, I need to know, David, what did Alan Moore say about superhero movies? He doesn't like them. <laughs> he, uh, hang on, let me find the, the headline again, because I laughed pretty hard. 
Um, Watchmen creator Alan Moore. Adults loving superhero movies is infantile and can be a precursor to fascism. Um, so I, the comic book wizard just kind of waxed poetic about his fears about uh, um, uh, people's brains being uh, simplified by these black and white narratives in in comic books, which are honestly uh, less and less uh, the black and the the straight up good yeah, versus that, evil that, I was gonna say like is he still like, reading fucking help pioneer that like, is he still <laughs> reading fucking Superman from the 40s yeah like, I don't know when was the last Marvel movie for example that had a black and white good versus bad theme like uh, I, can't, I can't think of one that has been recent like the first Captain America sure yeah um even after that the captain america movies got rid of that narrative pretty quickly you don't get arguably the most fascist of 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 the superheroes i i i want to say it was the first captain america movie because you don't get more like on your face blatantly evil than straight up fucking nazis um so and and all of marvel's villains since then have had these 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 layers to them, the, the, the reasoning behind what they're doing each, each time we come away with like, yeah, that guy wasn't wrong. He's just an asshole. Right. <laughs> Did you ever like, watch was... the Falcon and winter soldier series? I haven't watched it yet. I agreed with the villains, the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was Killmonger. That was the, like the whole Killmonger's whole Killmonger fucking from Black, Pan- Black Panther. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, Oh yeah. Killmonger's right. Yeah, so like, yeah, Alan like, Moore. Killmonger is is got to be up there with greatest MCU air quote villains of all time. Yeah, because, because he wasn't that. a villain; he was just he wasn't. Like, yes, he was not a <laughs> villain at all. <laughs> he had so many points. <laughs> it was like, like Black uh, Panther is arguably one of the best MCU films that they've made. I would put it yeah. up there with Logan. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's. What a Maybe fucking we'll... take, man. What a fucking boomer take. Seriously. Though it was it I laughed pretty hard cuz I was just like w- did you forget how you spent your life, man? Did you did you not pay attention to the industry that you were a part of? I don't I don't it, get it. And it's funny that he brings it up in the way he does because it's such an out of touch like this is what I when I understand when when people on the right complain about coastal elite liberals. Yeah, it's like, Robert like, Ebert. Well, if you're listening to fucking Alan Moore with these shitty takes, then I'm like, all right, I get it. It's it's Roger Ebert saying that video games can never be art. It's like, <laughs> yes, that's shut exactly. up, boomer. Shut yes. up. You you are clearly just like stuck in your fucking rut, and you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. You know what else gets me that, that is in the same fucking vein? There are multiple movies in the pipeline, one of which is from Steven Spielberg, that are all about why the movies are great. Like the magic, they're movies about the magic of movies. So they're trying to like revitalize theaters again because those <laughs> are like, dying. Yeah. And I'm like, what? it's going to be like, uh, what a masturbatory the, thing to do. It's, I, I'm imagining something along the lines of like the polar express and the uncanny valleyness of that animation, but like magic in a theater. And you know That's what? Right, no, right. Uh, you know, we already have a movie that is all about the the magic of the theater. It's called Last Action Hero, and it's a fucking classic. Yes, I love it. Good take. <laughs> That's a good take right there. 
<laughs> um, yeah, I just think it's fucking insane to me. Like it, and the same thing with the Alan Moore comment. It all just feels like self-serving. Uh, yeah, it's just self. It's just masturbation at this point for these guys, and it's ridiculous. I hate it. I hate it so much. Ugh. All right, let's move on. We got a, finally got a trailer for the Illumination Super Mario Brothers movie starring Chris Pratt as Mario, uh, Jack Black as Bowser, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. Do um, you recognize Jack Black's voice or Keegan-Michael Key's voice? Keegan-Michael Key's voice, I think, has been put through some kind of filter. I didn't, I didn't recognize him at all. And when I watched it the second time, I was like, is that Jack Black? I didn't... I didn't... I was getting Jack Black vibes, especially towards the end of the, his scene where he was talking as Bowser. Um, Chris Pratt sounds like Chris Pratt doing Mario. Yeah, it's just Chris he, Pratt. He added a weird little twinge of Brooklyn onto it, or maybe Queens. You know, he's got this weird, like, um, he's doing the New York plumber bit instead of it's a me Mario. Yeah. And it's weird, and I don't like it. Um, just his voice. Uh, everything else about this trailer got me real hype. Yeah, I mean that that uh, the 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 Penguin King. Do you yield? <laughs> fucking <laughs> yeah, that one got me. That those fucking penguins are are fantastic. Uh, check out the trailer. This movie is going to be. I'm not going to say it's going to be good because it's probably not. But I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah, I want to hear Charlie Day's Luigi. Yes, God, me too. I that's I think that's that's who the I problem know. is that he's gonna. He is actually Luigi, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, basically. Well, no, I'm saying no. I'm saying it's he actually playing Luigi. Is yes. he the voice? Okay. Yeah. And they haven't leaked audio of that yet. Not that I've seen. This is my problem. I think he's actually going to commit to it, so it's going to sound super out of place for him to be for them to be brothers and him to have this cartoonishly Italian accent, and then Chris Pratt to be like, "Oh, I'm walking here." I mean, yeah, and that's basically what Chris Pratt was going for. Except it's Chris Pratt's whiny, nasally voice. Oh, I'm walking here. That was good. Is that better? Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, just, it's just, it's, it's weird that, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe they're going to, maybe they told him to like rein it in, but it seems like it's going to be way too different. Um, it feels to like make they- any sense for them to be related. It kind of feels like they threw Charles Matinee in just to like rub salt in his wounds. They're like, yeah, you can have a cameo part. You can be our Stan Lee. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that would be a bad. That's a bad thing to do to the the most iconic voice in video games. Well, they're doing it. They are doing it. We'll see what they do with Mario's actual voice. Yeah, uh, April 7th, 2023 is our release date for this, so we're not that far off. Um, All right, let's move on to a few other quick little news bits here. Uh, We're getting a Dr. Seuss's The Grinch horror slasher called uh, The Mean One coming December 15th. This looks silly. It's in the vein of poo, blood, and honey. Um, I don't really know what else to say. I'm just going to wait for a trailer and see if it turns out to be as bad as poo, blood, and honey, as I assume poo, blood, and honey is going to be. Wait, who's pooing blood and honey? That's... I know, right? I just got that. <laughs> but uh... Poo, blood, and honey. That's funny. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, that's something, I guess, to look forward to. Uh, let's talk about David O. Russell's new movie, Amsterdam, uh, debuted to $10 million on an $80 million budget. 
and yeah. has a 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. Rough. What was it? It's, it's not good. About from the posters that I saw, I got like a it's uh, three friends. Um it's the, so the three main characters there. Uh what is it? It's um so it's Christian Bale, uh Margot Robbie and uh Washington. Um get caught up in like a murder mystery. It it it's like an Agatha it seems like it's like an Agatha Christie style um movie that I, I don't I don't know. It's a David O. Russell movie and his recent movies are all just like slam as many uh celebrities into it and see what happens kind of thing. It looks very and berate them while you make it. Yeah, that's also doesn't help, right? Like David <clears throat> David O. Russell's got a reputation now of being a real piece of shit. I mean, hasn't he always had the reputation of being quote unquote difficult to work with? Yeah, man, he's going for the uh for the Kubrick uh vibe without any of the cachet. There's that and the fact that like Kubrick's methods were questionable, but I don't think outside of like what he did to like Shelley Duvall, he was a notable asshole. Like David O. Russell is, uh, I mean, again, (laughs) um, whereas like David O. Russell appears to be just a complete ass to everyone. Yeah. As as opposed to uh, like being an asshole for the art, which is problematic, obviously. But like Kubrick was a Kubrick was a was an asshole to serve what he thought the purpose was, whereas I think David O. Russell's just an asshole. Yeah, he has also had sexual assault allegations, yeah. uh, physical assault allegations, uh-huh. and you never saw you never heard about that from from uh, Papa Kubrick. Right. True. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know. I his movies are fine, but they're not good enough for me to see them. Um, you know. After all of that, I just don't particularly feel like giving him any money. So there's that. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad it flopped. That's all I've got to say. Uh, what else was there? I thought there was one other thing I wanted to hit on. Oh, uh, Keith. Keith just posted this for us in our in our show notes. So let's talk about how Ryan Reynolds wants to play Max's boyfriend on an, on in an upcoming season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh. Now that these guys uh, own a football team together. And that really went like hard into this bromance, uh, having... <laughs> never met and then all of a sudden they're like they're they're just like going at going at it yeah have you guys watched welcome to rexham at all yet um some of it it is fucking phenomenal it, it's so much fun like the the rapport they have with each other the banter they have back and forth um and then the story of, of them buying the football team in wales is 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 really good it's worth a watch um clearly their parts are scripted in the show out, you know, outside of, you know, documentary footage, but it's, it's super worth it. Definitely worth a watch. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, since we're on the topic of Ryan Reynolds, Keith posted something yesterday about, uh, Ryan Reynolds studio is making a John Candy documentary. See, that's very exciting to me because damn. Yeah. John, John Candy is, very is interesting. a comedy legend. That dude has been in so many movies that were part of my childhood. Uncle Buck, I watched over and over and over again. That movie was so funny when I was a kid, man. Um, cool, it, John, runnings. cool Runnings for me. Yeah, Cool Runnings was on for sure. Home Alone? Yeah, Home Alone. Mm-hmm. The Polka King of the Midwest? Exactly. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, wasn't he in that one as well? Uh, he yes. was. Yeah. Uh, great Outdoors? Uh, man, The Great Outdoors is an underrated movie. 
I feel like far too few people have seen the great outdoors. Yeah, it's weird, right? Considering the stars and the time frame, it's odd to me that that it's one that like very few people seem to talk about. If that one went by the wayside a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he just he was shitting out movies between like 85 and and 93. And I I love most of them. He does make any movie he's in better. Oh man, I forgot he was in uh, Rookie of the Year as the announcer for the Cubs. Yeah. Spaceballs. We didn't even fucking mention Spaceballs. That's ridiculous. That's because Spencer hates Spaceballs. I do hate Spaceballs. I don't Straight. hate Spaceballs. It's just the worst Mel Brooks movie. Nothing But Trouble. I remember watching okay. Nothing But Trouble. Nothing but trouble is a truly awful movie. It's really what fucking bad. What are you talking about? That movie was on repeat when I was a kid. <sighs> you just, I feel like you just watch it for the dick nose. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd's got a dick nose. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. That's good stuff. Uh, yeah, so that'll be good. Definitely looking forward to that. And I think we're out of news, guys. Was that all the news? Nobody's saying anything. Yeah, so that's all the news. Um, yeah, were, were we talking about... Did, did, I, did you guys... I was gone for a couple minutes. Did you guys talk about Spawn? No, because the news was that there would be news coming soon. And then the news never happened? No, it did. I just don't know what it was. Oh, all right. <laughs> that works. Not, Jamie Foxx is going to be playing Spawn. Jamie Foxx is Spawn? Yeah, McFarlane finally relented that he, because the whole reason it's been in development hell for so long is apparently he was adamant that he wanted to direct it. Oh God, nobody wanted to let him direct it. That's fair. That's entirely fair. So apparently he's relented. Um, So now Jamie Foxx is going to be Spawn, and and it's it's uh, it's moving forward. So that's they couldn't they couldn't throw Michael Jai White some work, huh? Right. That would. I mean, the dude still looks like. Like he could play Spawn. He's still in he really good shape. Could. Yeah. Like I understand that he's not the draw that Jamie Foxx is, but come on now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Wrapping it up. Thanks everyone for listening to another episode of Weekend Watch. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, uh, join our Discord channel and chat with us about movies and such. Uh, go to our website, greenmushroommedia.com, where you can find a full list of our previous recommendations as well as a link to our patreon account where you can join become a patron for five dollars a month and help support these awesome shows and with that we will be back next week for more weekend watching